Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark, and alongside me as always is... Trevor Jensen. And we are back with episode 59, a long-awaited topic, the Wendigo. It is a very long-awaited topic for sure, Riley. Especially living in the north (laughs) of America, Mm -hmm. Michigan. The Wendigo, or Wendigo... However you want to pronounce it. However (laughs) you would like to say it, has many names, is definitely one of the top urban legends or folklore or mythical beings that is talked about yes i would say so myself like i honestly it's one of the most interesting ones that we've covered so far definitely i mean it's a spirit that looks like a deer it's huge it's scary looking it's i would say it's based in pretty much factual reality because i <laughs> It's hard to say that this stuff doesn't happen out in the wild. Right, right. I mean, it has a... It's like a mutated deer. Yeah, it's, it's like a like, mutated it's, deer. It's like a giant like, mutated deer. I don't know. But we'll kind of dive into like what the Native American cultures mm. kind of give it. Uh, it's an omen to famine. So it's said that in the fall, right before the winter... If, when dingo was to be spotted or whatnot it was a sign of famine to come that sucks and it was it's an unholy abomination yep i would believe it that combines too. you know selfishness and cannibalism for survival that's a main key to this Wendigo is it needs human flesh to survive so it eats people it eats people yes man woman or child does not matter and it will hunt you down and murder your face. And murder your face and eat you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner till it is absolutely stuffed. It needs its sustenance. It needs its sustenance and it needs it to be human flesh and it will hunt you down until it catches you. So if you spot a Wendigo and you're in its territory, it's not going to stop until it kills you. It sounds a little a little like reminiscent of the Slendy Man. Like once you see him, like you're fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like maybe that's where the... the slender man like that part of the legend i believe kinda was that. taken from I the wendigo because i mean their look is kind of similar like the wendigo is a tall yeah humanoid figure long arms claws scary teeth the antlers are just the outrageous antlers, yeah i mean honestly like the wendigo when you think about it is probably this if you were to see it the scariest looking creature do you think it's something like, about deer skulls that are not on a deer? I was gonna say, really. Do you think it has any flesh up. on it, like whatsoever? Or you think it's just like a skeletal, like, like very skinny I, looking crazy I creature? I think it, it has to, like, I think it has has flesh, but I don't think it has much. Yeah, I feel like it'd be like an extremely because it's always lo- hungry. Yeah, you know a what I mean? sickly looking it's like animal, like a zombie, like a zombie style, like yeah. That that's what I got out of everything creature. I was looking into. That just needs to eat, and it has this undying craving for flesh, like well, a zombie. And the fact that it's an Indian legend—I mean, is it a legend or an urban legend? Like, I don't even know what to call it, it at this is, point. I guess it's more folklore. Yeah, it was yeah. told in stories, you mm-hmm. know, through Native American cultures. Potawatomis, which are native to here, they told 
stories of the Wendigo, uh, the Crees. Um, so pretty much like all over like the Midwest United States, like, like Canada, really, just the north, like the center part of like. Canada and U.S. Like That's a pretty broad range, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's big, and it's m- multiple different indigenous tribes that having probably the didn't, same story say, that, that had no connection yeah, to each probably other. probably didn't connect at all back then. So Right. If they've ran into each other, they're probably going to war. And you tell me that a lot of these, like, like folklores or legends that come <laughs> from these Indians are, are pretty believable, mostly. Like, yeah, I would say so because they they still to this day practice this stuff, and they right. still to this day are Tell afraid of same skinwalkers, stories. like wingos, like chupacabras, like all of that stuff. I don't know if chupacabras are Indian or not, but <laughs> I threw it in there because it's a fun one. But why don't we just like why don't we just start off by saying I think it's real? Like I, I really do think that this is real. Yeah, I do too, and we're going to touch on it a little later in the episode, but I think it might make you a believer too once we get to it. Um, going more over like the Wendigo, like what people say about it is it has a smell of death. Um, its name and definition actually means evil spirit meant to devour mankind, which is kind of taboo on Jesus. the name. Because it's, its name is supposed to give it more power, similar to the Skinwalker, you know, like the more you... Yeah, like, you hear its name and it's supposed to ring in your head forever. Right, right. <clears throat> like, let's let's just... How do you think the Wendigo came about? Do you think a native man was hunting and just ran into it and then was eaten alive? And then it, like, followed it to the tribe or whatever and just killed everyone, maybe? And then that's how the legend started? I have a little more taboo thought on that. I think it's, like... How you're saying it's it's a spirit type deal. Like I wonder if it was like a shaman summoned it on accident while they're trying to perform a ritual and or something. It and then it never just, be banished or exactly, something. Exactly. Where it's, it's like just... a demon where you just it's entered our world and unless you find the exact way you have to banish it, you can't. Do you think there's one or do you think there's more than one Wendigo? What if... That's hard to say. Because I mean, if it was one, it was wreaking havoc in do you a think large they area. But yeah, that's the thing is no one's really ever, I don't think there's ever been stories or anything of more than one Wendigo. It's usually just one person's account of a one Wendigo. Right. I would believe. Which makes it more believable that it's just one. Yeah, I would believe that it's just one vengeful spirit that's just roaming. But that's that's a lot to think about because there could be multiple and it could be different, like different sized ones, like different. I don't even know if they have sexes or not, but you know what I mean? Like how they have different renditions of them in, in like Canada and down here. Like what if they're like, this one had six horns. Well, this one had three, like this one had a broken horn. Then it's like, I would believe that there's more than one, but I just don't know. Cause I haven't, I haven't seen enough of the stories yet. I've only seen a, a handful and most of them are the same accounts where it's like, you see this shit, the shit goes down and it's fucked up. People die. So, one interesting thing that there is about the Wendigo as well is that there's actually a psychosis named the Wendigo psychosis, and it's characterized with symptoms of intense craving for human flesh and an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. I believe that. I would believe that somebody decided, like, in their Indian tribe to start killing people and eating them, and then they turned into one. Like, that would make more sense to me because it's like, it's very taboo to be a cannibal like it's never okay but if you think about like um 
how the Indians were persecuted and how they yeah. had the marches and everything. And yeah, let's like, get these tribes right just for everyone oh, yeah. real quick. Ojibwe, Saltigtiu, I can't speak French, so that one's going to be really hard for me to say. Cree, Nascapai, and Inu, and then, of course, the Potawatomi, because that's our local tribes. But, I mean, it could make sense to where someone in the tribe became a cannibal and then that's where the legend and then of the wind turned goes, into it right like yeah someone was in the tribe who was experienced a major crazy famine and starvation and which is all true this all went, really happened. just went rabid crazy and started killing everyone and eating everyone and then that's how the legend and then started wore a deer skull and now he's a vengeful spirit right and then he just went around terrorizing tribes and eating people maybe I would believe it i would, I would believe, believe that i could believe that the Wendigo legend started because of one person and then it just lives on. I would believe that for sure. So, with all that being said. I think it's a good time to touch bases on the why it actually might be real. Okay. So, I was sent this link by one of our listeners. And it was for the SCP Foundation. I had no idea what this was before I'd never this. heard of the SPC Foundation, by the way. Apparently, Which, there's a bunch about it. Because mm -hmm. after we found out about this, searching through YouTube, we were able to find thousands of videos of other creatures I didn't even know existed. So we opened up a whole freaking can of worms with this. It's, it's episode, pretty much like a black awesome. vault. Yeah. It's, it's a secondary black vault. monsters. Yeah, it's like a folklore monster urban legend vault, and I love it. But... They have some very interesting stuff in here. And very. one of these uh, SCPs is called 323, and it is actually supposed to be a Wendigo skull being housed in a secure black site. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to dive right into this. SCP-323 is to be kept in a 17mm by 17mm by 17mm concrete containment cell, Site-91. The object is to be restrained in the center of the cell within one meter or one one cubed container of 8.8 .8 centimeters thick, transparent armor lined with one way laminate. Which, thick glass. Yeah, glass. I was going to say, like, they're going all out with that, which is to be fit with one electronically locked access port. This container is to be internally lit with the surrounding cell kept dimmer to facilitate the way uh, of the laminate. The cell is to be surveyed remotely at all times, and any signs of activity is to be reported. No personnel are able to enter the containment cell except to examine the integrity of the restraint measurement or measures. The restraint measures are to be examined bi-weekly, and any signs of damage are to be repaired immediately. All personnel who enter 323's containment cell are to be accompanied by an armed guard. Personnel are not to be within 323's containment cell for longer than 45 minutes. Any communication around 323 is to be written or spoken in a language other than English or French. In the event that 323 breaches containment and is instance of 323-1 is formed, personnel are to evacuate Site-91 and Site is to be locked down. Remote units are to be deployed and destroy the body of 3231. Following this, armed personnel may be sent to reestablish containment. So, since something new came up in there, and that's 3231. So, with this skull that they have in this little 
crazy contraption of a box. A fucking thick box. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think you could blow it up with a bomb. You'd probably shoot it with 50 caliber. They bounce. have a, I think it's a 31 by 25 by like 31 or something. It's it's a fairly large cervix skull. Yeah. If you don't know what a cervix is, that's like your deer, your elk, your moose, things that grow antlers. Exactly. Um, And in this container, why they have it there, sorry, <laughs> is it's actually able to sense things on its own. Like, whatever this skull is, through the scientific research that they did, they have been able to determine it has its own field of view, similar to of what a cervix has. Mm-hmm. It's able to feel. It's able to move on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's able to admit sensation to others. Meaning, You'll be an when empath. they're around it, they want to put it on because on the back of the skull there's actually a hole that is chipped away by tools so that means people chipped away at the hole on this thing to wear it and what's even crazier if they take it out of the box and you hold the skull you have this inept feeling to put the skull on that's you don't know why and you will do anything to get your head in the skull i'm talking bang your head on the wall Put things around your head and make them extremely tight till you basically make your skull cap explode off your head. People will try until they die or they go unconscious. Whatever one happens first. And the people who do manage to put the skull on are SPC-3231. Okay. Now that we've established that, that's fucked up. (laughs) Like... That really plays back into what we were saying before this about how it could have been a person that decided to turn into a cannibal and then is now just following that rabbit hole of just destructive like tendencies like and now it's even evil worse. spirit is trapped within the skull. Exactly. So, with all that being said, we have an audio log, actually. From 3231. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's. Uh, it, I guess you could say it's three, two, three, one. It's it's but the it's, person it's who recovered from the an incident that happened in eleven oh nine oh six. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read it for you guys. SCP three two three was recovered on nine twelve ninety seven in the Brit or Bittern Lake Reserve. It's 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 Bittern. It's B I T T E R N. Bittern. Oh. I, I think that's how you say it. Lake Reserve, part of the Lac La Ronge. First Nation in Saskatchewan, Canada. A small unregistered community had been sustaining an active SCP-3231 instance by routinely murdering individuals and leaving them out as appeasement. Investigation revealed individuals were involved who were interviewed and subsequently administered um, amnestetics and a cover story involving the unidentified serial killer was propagated scp-3231 at the time suspected to be an anomaly died of starvation during the transfer to site 91 the record uh yeah the record number of deaths does not to be consistent with the duration of sc 
SCP-3231's instance. The suspected SCP-323 went through several instances of 323-1 before containment. However, no irrefutable evidence supporting 3231's longevity has been uncovered. So, the SPC people, they go pick up the skull from these indigenous people and they find out like you said that they were killing people to appease the spirit of the skull because it was eating them oh my god and this they, is this is an actual account yes the canadian government went to the scene and actually didn't charge anybody with murder they let them all go they gave them a story to work with yes they gave them all a story to work with and this isn't the only time the SPC has covered up the SPC 323. Three, three. There's so three, many two, numbers. It's a, it isn't the first time they've covered up murders involving this skull. Um, there was actually in a breach at their site, a containment breach, where someone put on the skull. And when you put on the skull, you actually take like all the features you form that the, you it. form into the Wendigo, like you lose body fat, your uh, bones pop out through your fingers and become like long Ugh. nails. Your teeth elongates. I think the skull like like forms to your head. Yeah, do I think you just soak in the entire evil spirit? It's almost like there's it. like little tendrils that yeah. come out of the skull and attach to your scalp. Right. Yeah, it's messed up. So in 2006, the SPC had a, a, a breach like I'd said and in this breach 12 people were killed and devoured by SPC 323-1 that's, that's crazy 12 people killed by this thing before that's, they were able crazy. to put it back in the box and it's a skull that is eating people that's making other people eat people that's fucked up Okay, so I have another interview uh, by this James Namagus, an individual involved in murders and sustaining of SCP-3231 prior to its containment. He was brought in for questioning involving 323-1. Mr. Namagus remained unusually calm throughout and after the interview. Following the interview containment of SCP-323, Mr. Namagus was administered uh, amnestetics and he reintroduced into his community. So, meaning they fried his brain. Yep. So, here's the actual him account back. between him and the doctors. So, Dr. Blank, please state your name for the record. James Namagus, doctor. Please state your involvement with the murders. Namagus, I helped move the bodies for the Wendigo to eat. Doctor, what do you know about the object? Namagus. There is a story of the Cree men, back when fighting was common, who tried to control the Wendigo. To give his people an advantage, it was just a story. The elders knew more, but we were safe, so we didn't ask. Doctor. When did you first encounter the entity? Namagus. One night, I heard yelling all around a village. A warped man walked out of the woods, killed our friends right in front of us. Sometimes it would stare more than it would make to kill, try to talk to you, it whispered at me, Pimisto, come and eat, is what that means. It made me cold in my bones. Doctor, and then? Namagus. 
Then I felt I could understand the warped man, the Wendigo, and that we could leave with him like all do when we pass. When I was made to kill, I thought of this and it calmed me. I didn't run. Mr. Namagoose closes his eyes and exhales slowly. After a minute, he resumes talking. It would look at me sometimes. I could hear him in my mind. I could feel him watching me from my own eyes. This helped me watch these people die. And I hoped it would pass on my family. And then, Doctor, thank you, Mr. Namagoose. So that was a an Indian man being interviewed by a doctor. After he was 321. I would say either he was being controlled is from from the sounds of it too like the windingo came out of the woods and then spoke to him and then made him kill exactly where it's like i wonder if it's got that type of power where where it it can can just just, loom over you i mean i wouldn't hold it against it if it can i mean it it has the ability to make people do things just from holding its skull that's very 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 true so like i don't know the this this creature spirit whatever the fuck it is is honestly one of the most terrifying things i could ever imagine like i don't ever want to encounter one i don't think there's any way to kill it i don't believe so it sounds like it's like as soon as you go to do something to it or like try to stop it it's going to just turn your mind or it's just gonna like mind control you right either it's gonna have you go kill what's trying to kill it for it and bring it food for like appeasements, how they were saying. Yeah, I yeah, believe like it that has too. this ability to just like change your mind and just be like, I'm now on the Wendigo side and I crave human flesh. <laughs> I don't know. It's so crazy. Like this SPC stuff is just blowing my mind. Like, it's unbelievable that there's even like a study out there and like there could even be like people out there that literally go to work every day and are dealing with monsters and it's artifacts just normal like this. Life. I would call this an artifact. I would 100% say this is an artifact. That have demonic abilities. Like, imagine if that got into the wrong hands. I mean, imagine if these Indian people could control that. Like, they were saying how they wanted to fight with each other and how it's like, well, I'm going to use this as a weapon. What if that's what the government and the black sites are trying to do? Like, figure like out weaponize how it. Weaponize it. I mean, that's what they do in Jurassic Park, so I wouldn't doubt it. The Wendigo definitely bumps, and if it is real, it is by far one of the scariest and most terrifying legends I can ever think Just of. Just a cannibalistic man turning into a monster. Just imagine that. Like, it's, it's something that I would actually believe happens. Like, it could happen. I mean, even if you're a fucking cannibal, you're a fucking monster. Like, you're eating people. Like, that's fucked up. Right, yeah. I mean, they have a psychosis named Wendigo, so technically you are a Wendigo if you're a cannibal. So... That... If that doesn't tell you enough, like, how deep, like, set into this, like, reality all of this stuff could be... Like, I don't know what is. Because you could say, like, oh, Bigfoot's real, Bigfoot's real, this and that. Like, fairies are real. But it's like, the Native Americans have accounts of this stuff happening. There's, For years and years and years and there years. There is 100% facts about people, like, getting persecuted 
that were Indians in this in this fucking U.S. before it was the U.S. Right. and being marched to their deaths. Right, and I mean, how are we supposed to say like, oh yeah, I can't believe that because there's no way that that culture knew what was going on. Well, I mean, multiple different cultures had the same exact story, and they passed it on through their generations. And they passed it on through their generations. Like, how are we to say that like they didn't see what they saw? You know what I mean? Like exactly. Just like how people, you know, Christians and and all of them, they have the Bible and those are their legends, right? Exactly. So how are we supposed to say that they those things didn't happen? It's exactly. It's kind of like if you say yes to one, you have to say yes to all of them. Type of thing. I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> if you're like, this isn't real, then what are you right? gonna take? Like, what, what, where, at what point do you say, like, well, that's real, that's not real? Yeah, and I mean, that's where our show comes in handy because we're trying to figure out what is real and what isn't real. And there are things that definitely are not real. Like, I don't think the tiki tiki is real. Tiki tiki. <laughs> like you pull a fucking scythe and then you're crawling around on the yeah, ground all I mean, weird. Like, no, I don't The things I don't that, yeah, that the things that come out as super cinematic, definitely hard to believe. But things like this, like there's a skull that has the ability to take over someone's mind. I believe it. I believe it. I believe in I cursed. Believe I believe in cursed objects. Mm-hmm. I believe in all of that stuff. I believe in you know spirits being able to manifest themselves through things and using different ways to transfer their energy and store their energy. So I definitely believe in. I believe believe in that. Believe in the paranormal. Paranormal Wendigo, not too far apart. I don't think it's too steeped into like like supernatural but i do think it has some type of like demonic thing with it because like it's such a negative thing like killing people for just eating their flesh and then like the way that they described all of it as being as evil as it is it just makes me feel like it's more of an evil creature than it is a supernatural thing because like ghosts aren't always malicious no there's ghosts that are just stuck in a loop Mm-hmm. And then you got your poltergeist. You got like all your like little things here and there. Yeah, you it's got like, your jokester ghosts. Like mm-hmm. jokes, they like to just play little pranks on you. And you got stuff. your little sound people, like your sound makers. I, that's not the right word for it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know where I'm going with it. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know, man. The Windingo is like it's it's a hard one to talk about because there's a lot for it, but there's also like it's one of those coveted by the Native Americans, like where. We hear what we hear through the grapevine, I guess is the best way to say it. But like, if you go, if you go talk to a Native American, they'll probably give you so much better information about it because they just know more about it. Yeah. I mean, they're told the stories that we've never heard, right? I would love to go on like a reservation and like go talk to like a tribe leader and just be like, I know this is really taboo to talk about this stuff, but like, I'm just so curious. Right. I'm so curious. (laughs) I would, I would love that too. It would honestly be a blast. Maybe one day. You never know. I mean, maybe one day. Th- it is twenty twenty one. Weirder things have happened. Yes. And speaking of weirder things, it's already weird that we are so close to our goal. Yeah, really, really close. Like, like we are what a thousand plays away, if that. Like eleven hundred, and we'll be if there. that. Yeah. Unreal, you guys. Like, Unreal. Obviously, blowing our minds away, Night Crew. We absolutely love you. Yeah, and pushing thank you and pushing again pushing. for this topic too. Like the listeners came through this time, and yeah, were like, this hey, wasn't talk even a topic this. we brought up. It was a topic sent to us by a listener, and we had planned it for this episode specifically for a long time because we're actually super excited for episode sixty as well. That's another milestone. We actually we're gonna give you a little hint on this episode right oh. now about what it's gonna be about, but 
It's a creepypasta written by yours truly. Whoop, whoop. I that, hope you guys are excited for that, that one because I'm pretty me excited. Me and Trevor, we collaboratively we, we put our mind melds story into together, it. and we're super excited. I'm pretty proud of it. Super excited about it. It's it a really, a picture. really good story. It's vivid. We tried to be as descriptive as we could. Obviously, we're not acclaimed authors. I am not or an author. <laughs> <laughs> I just but did English. We we definitely tried our best and had a bunch of people peer edit it. So if you are listening to the show and you're one of our friends who peer edited. Or if you story. write your own stories, please send it in. Like yeah. we love this stuff. We yeah, love writing. We love reading. We love all of it. So yeah, talking about some so, fun. Yeah, if you have a story that you want to send to us, obviously you can DM us on Instagram, DM us on Facebook, or you can email us at whatgoesbumppodcast at gmail Again, that is whatgoesbumppodcast at gmail and we will look at your story. We will read it, and we'll either post it to our page or we'll read it in an episode depending on how long it is and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to, you know, go give us a sub on YouTube if that's where you're listening right now. Hit that bell, hit that sub, and hit that like. It helps us out a bunch. Like, you have no idea how much even just one single like can help us in that. Even algorithm. an iTunes review or iTunes a Spotify review, like, like. Spotify like. Share us I on Heart Facebook. iHeartRadio, Pandora, like, all just, of it. Just do something to help us out because... We absolutely love you guys, and we just want more people to join our wonderful community. Exactly. And you just know, keep growing. And just keep growing, and not just have the plays go up, but we want to, you know, get the numbers of years that are hearing us every single episode up and up and up. Because we just have so much fun making. You guys this are along for the ride, show. and we're just on the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. We can't say enough good things about our listeners and everyone that has followed us from day one to today we absolutely love every single one of you guys um and just remember to keep ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night bye guys peace Thank you.